the story that the obviously is shared last time, and that is that the concept of chuk is, and you have to explain it, how does it work? He asked himself, a person can't undo what they've done. A person is killed, a person has broken something, he can't reverse the fact. And therefore, if a person's done an avera, so he's broken something. So how can he just uh, do chuva and that's Kiru undoes what was done previously? And we saw last time the Yisrael of the Ramchal is that the way chuva works is like a Torah Sudar. Which means not that a person now regrets what he did, but if a person gets to the stage where he regrets the Chathila that he ever did it. So then if that's the case, the Maisa is being done. But HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, detaches the person from the Maisa. In other words, he's no longer the one who did that Maisa. Because Hashem is Maqshad Bakira Saratsan, that the person is in a stage now where he never wanted it in the first place, as it's okay from him the Maisa. And therefore it's true. The, what happened, happened. But the person it loses his attachment to the master that he did. There's still a spiritual pagam. I mean, it's still a spiritual pagam. But it doesn't have his name on it. Right. So how does it get corrected? Oh, very good. We're going to talk about that. The question is 100% correct. And that is, the pagam exists. So even if a person manages to, so to speak, detach himself from the pagam, the pagam is there. Now, like we always say before Yom Kippur, this isn't the Chiddush of the Ramchal. Bams is in the first Chazal, and we mentioned Chazal before, we mentioned again. And Chazal said in the Midrash, that he was going through his city and he saw that the yards, the chateris, of his, uh, of his servants were littered with all kinds of refuse. And so he makes an edict and he says, we're doing a general cleanup. Everyone has to clean up their yard. Okay? So the servants uh, are willing to obey the law and they have to clean their yards. What do they do? So they take all the accumulated uh, garbage, which is accumulated yards, and throw it into the street. And now the king walks down the street, avoiding piles of litter. But he's is very happy. And he says, uh, see that the yards of my servants are clean. That's a midrash. And it's a very strange midrash. What's it trying to say? So the way that the, the Mish itself explains is that although the Torah sees Kali Yisrael, so to speak, way down by all the other areas they've done. And Akadosh Baruch doesn't want Kali Yisrael to be encumbered with so many areas. And therefore he says that he wants people to do chuvah. And Klai Yisrael's chuvah is exactly this chuvah. They detach themselves from the various of that. The chuvah is something which we regret ever having done it. We wouldn't have now, based on what we now know, we would never would have done such a thing. We, and therefore, we detach ourselves from it. In other words, we throw in the various and lash in the midrash out of being our personal problem into what's called Chalal Shalala. It's now in the Rishthurah. And Hashem's happy with that. And this is the first stage because that's the first step of chuvah that we've detached ourselves from our avaris. The avaris are there. They might be piled high in the Rosh Hashanah, but they're no longer in Ayah. And there, that's the, the first level of chuvah that the, that the Ramchali is discussing, and that is that a person they can't, they're holding by undoing the avaris, but at least detaching from the avaris. And how does that work? Because like a charot of a nether. And that is, if a person regrets ever having done this, so now it's clearly no longer connected to him. It's he, the person is now wouldn't have done such a thing, and therefore the avera the, which was done doesn't connect to the person who, who, who he is now. That's the first thing. That's another stage. Where's the chazal that the king clears out the thing? There's a high level, that is the avera itself goes away. And that's the Ramchal explained. She'a'avon sar mamish ve'amutsis. 
That a person can make the, the oven disappear. It disappears from existence. So that's a higher level. It's not that the person detached himself, like from the Maisa he did before. It's a high level that a person's mitzvah, like it says before, and the tzar that a person has from what he done, that helps to erase the avir. And what does that mean? This is something that the Shari Trevor says as well. He talks about charata, and charata means the regret that a person did something wrong because he doesn't get punished. But afterwards, the Shari Trevor talks about something else. He talks about what's called yogan. Yogan is the, the internal sadness, so to speak, of what a person realized he did wrong. And he says that the nefesh is netar kafi the oymakayogin. The more tzar a person has about what happened, the more tzar is nefesh. And what's the insight? So there's a number of ways to explain this. They're all true. But I'm going to just choose one way, which I think is an easier way to deal with it, even though it's not the only approach. And that is, we have a concept of what's called chavos mishka. Now, what chavos mishka means is that if a person, let's say, Let's start with a story which happens in my share about a certain Bacha who was always on the brink of doing things wrong. And uh, he always was like looking for opportunities to break the rules and try to get away with it. And uh, he once confided in me. He once confided in me that the reason he managed to get away with so much and uh, not get kicked out of Yeshiva. Well, said his policy is, you can do whatever you want wrong, but as long as the first thing you do the next day is you come and apologize, before they catch you, you're like, yeah, okay. Now, maybe that policy works in Yeshiva, I don't know, I wasn't sure Yeshiva to decide that, but that policy doesn't work in Shemai. A person can't, that's the concept of the echt of Asha. A person can't think, listen, I can do whatever I want, and as long as tomorrow morning I'm ready to say Slach Lano quickly, then everything's okay again. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. He plans it, but the Rav said that a person who's macabrely shrewd. So that's the second point I want to explain. Now, that is, it doesn't work like that. In other words, the minimum level of chiva is that at least the person can't be, uh, so to speak, benefit from their very. It's like, it's like the Gemara, the principle that a person can't be shakir by a chait, the person can't benefit from a very, at least, chiva has to be that you didn't get any benefit from what the, person, what, what the person did wrong. And therefore, if you're going to talk about the level of chiva which a person needs to deal with the Avera, at least, the level of chiva has to be that, that there's a tsar which equals whatever Hanoi you got from Avera. Because otherwise, well, the person was, was, was benefited from doing something wrong. So then uh, that, that's, something, that's a pleasure he wasn't meant to have, or an advantage he wasn't meant to have gotten because it was through Avera. And therefore, he has to lose it again. And therefore, at least the level of chuvah has to be that it balances whatever Hanoi got from Avera. Now, a person that, that either HaKadosh Baruch Hu will orchestrate for a person, or he can do it for himself. But the, the first level of chuvah is at least um, that Harashima didn't get any Hanoi from this. And if a person didn't get Hanoi, so then he has to do something to balance that Hanoi. Let's make it simple. Imagine a person decides he wants to steal. And he knows of someone who leaves their money un- unprotected. So he goes and he slaps a thousand shekels into his back pocket. And he says, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, I feel bad, I fall, whatever. Well, the other place is to give back the money. Uh, and as long as you were near from the chayt, you haven't done trouble. So if a person gives back the money, okay, so now he's undone whatever benefit you could have got from the chayt, 
Now we can say that you've undone the chet. In other words, you stole, but you pay back the money, so you didn't get anything from it. Okay, so now we can say that maybe that's a step to undoing the chet. Whereas if a person stole, he's still holding on to the money that he's stolen. So you can say until tomorrow that you're sorry about it. But Lemaise, you're still benefiting from the effect of the Aver. And therefore, the first step has to be to undo whatever Hanoi got from Aver. Now, that's as far as stealing goes. It's easy, just give it back. What about a Hanoi, a person got in a different sense? He can't give back. A person was overcome with temptation and he ate food which wasn't kosher. So he was nene. He got a benefit, he enjoyed the food. Or he got full from the food, whatever it's going to be. So, what are you going to do now? How's he going to undo that benefit? So, if he says, I'm going to take on the tinnies. That's true, I benefited yesterday from a tray of meal. Today I'll pass the whole day. I'll give myself a certain tzar, which will balance the amount of hanar I got. So then again, so it's balanced, and so to speak, an illegally gotten <coughs> gain is imbalanced. And obviously, the fee, the amount of uh, benefit a person or hanar, a person got from Novera, that's how much they have to, that's how much tzar there has to be in the chuba process, which is going to, work against it, which is going to balance that. Now, that's... Therefore, the tsar isn't tsar for the point of tsar. The tsar is meant to be something which undoes the effect of the avera, which means what a person got which they weren't meant to have. Now, the three ways it works. The first way is, it's a completely self-inflicted tsar. Which means, the person himself feels guilty about what he did. And it can be in an emotional, spiritual, intellectual level, and that's enough. When so I say it's it's right, that's I mean that's actually giving back money. But a person can have the same tsar in a different sense. I say it's always. I give an example. Imagine a bacha who was overcome by whatever temptation it was, and he can't help himself. He goes into a trap restaurant, and he helps him. He eats a cheeseburger. So it's for sure Navera, and he got a hanaf from Navera. But the, let's say that restaurant have to have cameras, and they have his they, they filmed him eating a cheeseburger, and now that went viral. And all his friends and his family and his rebellion and his the holy shivers, these pictures of him. So will he be Bitsar? hundred percent. The embarrassment will bear himself alive. So okay, so it could be that's one level, even though it's not a physical thing, that it could uh, very well balance the hanar he got. Uh, however much he enjoyed eating the tray of food, the his the, the embarrassment and the shame and the amount has ruined his reputation, whatever else, it's uh, Hashem so to speak has balanced the pleasure with the tzar. And if a person doesn't need it to be publicized for him, he does it to himself. And he feels guilty enough about what he did wrong. So then again, it's the same concept. And that was the first way that a person can balance Hanar with Tsar is his Hargosha. How bad he feels on what he did, that's what Rabbi Yana calls Yoga. Yoga means the, feel of, the feeling of Tsar that I have for what I did wrong. And that's what he's talking about here. This is a few times. Mitzar believe Tsar The Tsar that a person has helps to eliminate the effect of the Avera. Because even though the mice is being done, but we're talking now is about the f- effect the mice has on the person. And if the tsar that a person has for he did wrong is strong enough, then it balances the hanod that the person got at the level of Chavah. That's one way to do it. And that's not going to work. Hashem is a second option. I'm going back to watch before of the person who couldn't help himself and went to eat a tray of cheeseburger. The second option is that, you know, besides not being kosher, the restaurant also wasn't hygienic. And he gets food poisoning. <laughs> he spends the next two days riding in bed with tremendous stomach and cramps, whatever else it's going to be, and uh, because uh, the food was uh, also contaminated. So, okay, it's a different way of paying back with Hanar with the tap. It's true, he enjoyed the, the, the food while he ate it. He but he, it, but he, he read it terribly and he suffered for it. 
He suffered for, for the next two days. He, he couldn't get out of bed. He was throwing up. He was feeling sick. Okay, Hashem pays back with tar. That's what we call Yusur. The second option Hashem has is not the tar that a person feels what he did, how bad it was, which is which basically comes from his hargosha, what I did wrong. Yusur. Yusur means that a person is going to suffer physically for it. But that has a certain effect. It balances the hanor that he got with the tar he's going to have for it. And those are both berachamim. Those are both berachamim. Because basically it's a process of tshuva, which is that HaKadosh Baruch is helping the person undo the effect of it. Whether it's a person will do it for himself by his own hargosha of feeling guilty and feeling bad at what he did, or if Hashem is going to help him along with Yisurim and help him with the tshuva process. Now, we said both of those things are rachamim because both of those things aren't there to, to destroy the person. It's there to help the person get rid of the chayim. That's the that's the two two stages of not just to detach from the chayim but to eliminate the chayim. Which means so only if he has this awareness that the his big decision is that those are there as a person feels bad about he gets punished less for gain because to some extent he's already paid himself back with how bad he felt about it. Whereas those are various which a person doesn't feel bad about, he's going to get much more punished over there because he, he didn't do anything here to offset the the, the, the very cause. And Rabbi example for this is something which is very like too too close to home for comfort. Rabbi says, why is it that if a person embarrasses his friend and the Khalifah, and if a person would kill his friend, he does have a Khalifah. Or embarrassing isn't worse than killing him. And Rabbi says, because if somebody would kill somebody else, he would feel terrible. And for the rest of his life, he'd never forgive himself. And for the rest of his life, he would never forgive himself. How he could kill somebody else. It's something which a person would always regret and always feel guilt about. And therefore, that the rest of his life, he'd be living with that yogurt, it would offset a lot of the crime. He'll get punished, but not nearly, not so severe. Whereas if a person made a good night and everybody laughed, and he buried the other guy, it's just like, I don't like, you know, on a psychological level, because uh, he, he, it was a really good, uh, so to speak, uh, sarcastic line or whatever. Siderato. Right? So then he doesn't feel bad about it. He thinks, on the contrary, uh, I'm, I'm always yeah, so very bright. So clever. So there's no time. And if that's the case, he's coming to Galen to get, or to Adam Abba to get the full, the full gamut of the punishment. Which is, uh, like I said, it's a, 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 a continuation of this principle. So how would you offset it? If a person doesn't realize how much damage he caused, he doesn't feel bad about it. So let's say he starts feeling bad, so now what should he do for the other Before we do work with feeling bad. Because the time that he gets, well, I, I can't believe I did that, and how, how bad he feels about it, is uh, going to all help to offset the, 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 this level of, of that barrier. And sometimes you have to follow the story through, through and see what happens to somebody. Just this week, I was sitting in the basement. And uh, what happened was, parents of a certain bracha came. And they said, that I think it was seven or eight years before, in Haida, a Rebbe had made fun of their kid in front of the whole class. And as a result of that, since then, the, the, the kid would refuse to go back to school. At school. They tried a different school. Since then, he's had emotional problems and he's had uh, uh, all kinds of uh, like issues with depression and things he never had before. And now, eight years later, they're still... They haven't got him straight yet, and I want to know if there's anything they can do, like Kilo, is there any tiny on the river from eight years ago who caused all of this? Now, do, do you, I, I don't imagine for a second the river realized how much damage he did. I don't know if there is, I don't want to know if it's a but 
whatever whatever he was, I can't imagine he realized how much no. damage he caused. One second, this damage, the Rav really believes all this damage came from one of his line? I don't know, if it was bad enough, possibly yes. He's a catalyst. It's the start of the process. If a kid feels so embarrassed of his friends, he doesn't want to be with them anymore. He leaves school, he's too embarrassed to come back. And it's going to set off an effect of he feels guilty about yeah, something after that. Yeah, 100%. Now, if you go to heaven and say, look, I want to show you what happened to this child's dad, this is all your fault. Take a Christ and deal with it. What's that mean? Deal with it in what way? Well, firstly, feel bad about it. Yeah. Secondly, try to fix things up. How? That's up to you to decide. But don't even, but if, if you in denial, in complete ignorance, no, uh, oblivious to what you did, so of course he's not going to do you. He doesn't raise anything wrong. And you might do it again, somebody else. And he probably will do it again to somebody else. But, but, That's but, without controlling the class. But, but just feeling bad about it. Kid, okay, so take responsibility. You're going to pay long term for his therapy. You're going to make sure to trust all the math in that. Take responsibility. You messed, you caused this problem, you fix it up. And I think other parents are aware of you spoke about Tom Nishmah, but you don't realize that someone listening to you, because they decided actually this guy was going to listen to the Shedach, somebody else, whatever, or, or, whatever or, or, or was it different up here, or was it... Let's speak about tonight. The concept of, the second point of, what's the Tzara of Onecha, the Chatos Chotuchupa, what takes away the Avera completely, is the Tzara that a person feels, which is enough to balance the, to balance the, whatever they gained, whatever Hanar they have from the Avera, that can be undone. And therefore, whatever, so to speak, ill-gotten gain, whether it's financial or physical or emotional, whatever it was, but if it was from the Avera, the Tzara that a person feels, if it's strong enough to balance that, so it takes away that, that effect of the Avera. Is, is it 